This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You push the stop button, the podcast ends. You wake up in your bed, and you believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, and you stay listening to this podcast, and I show you just how long this podcast goes. Hello and welcome to Perfect Emotion, a media exchange podcast. This is a show where we each give each other things to watch and then we talk about it. I'm joined here today with uh, Space Captain Dave. Hello. Nick. Hi. And Sandy. Hello. As always, I am Alan. This week, we've got something a bit special for you. Me and Nick started to have an argument about whether The Matrix was better than Inception. It's more a discussion, really. Yes, with fists. discussing with fists. <laughs> but um, before we get to that, I saw a great thing last week, or just after the podcast aired, and I wanted to talk about it. But So it's not mentioned in the last one, but we're going to talk about it now. And that is Power Slash Rangers, the fanfic movie. Have you all seen it? I have, yes. Ooh. I knew I forgot something. Oh, Nick. Am I, am I going to watch Police Academy? Oh, Nick. <laughs> I, think, I think you are. I think that deserves the Police Academy. Yeah, Police Academy. Oh, Nick. Nick, that's a, that's a disaster. Wah, wah. Damn it. All right. Police Academy 1's mine, then. Yeah. And Power Slash Rangers. We want to... Oh, whoa, whoa. Both? A quick set of views about it. It's only like 10, 15 minutes long, isn't it? but it has been taken down off YouTube. But anyway, so, mm. Power Slash Rangers, for those uninitiated, and Nick, is a fan... I can like this. <laughs> I've seen it. It's a fan fiction movie about what happens when the Power Rangers grow up. And it is, it is spectacular in that it's Power Rangers, but they're grown up. Does, does someone else want to jump in and, and explain before I lose well, my words? I wouldn't say it's <laughs> spectacular. It was. It started off quite good, but then it kind of lost. It, it was trying to be quite dark, but and then it had elements of Power Rangers in it, so it kind of had a, a disorder in a way, and it was okay, but it wasn't amazing. I thought it was great. I think it was so short that it, it carried itself. If it was any longer, it really wouldn't have worked. Mm. But being so short, it, it still held the, my interest because it was just so different from what you expect from Power Rangers. Yeah, I think it, it, it did a good job of, of showing the Power Rangers doing something when they grew up because there was no way that they were going to stay sort of teenagers fighting for Zordon out of the giant space mountain place. There was going to have to be some dynamic change, and it was nice to see how they had the bad guys win, and then the Power Rangers sort of become their puppets, because they've... Well, is, is that what happened? It was really unclear um... and never terribly explained. So I understood that like the machines invaded and won, and then the Power Rangers were sort of forced to keep humanity in check as part of it. Well, the Red Ranger was, the Green Ranger sort of became a vigilante. I kind of forgot what the first part was so had they lost or yeah i think they lost because um he, he started working for the machine oh, okay uh, and so he leg, was there right. rounding up he was yeah gone back and was rounding up the rest of them well the, mm. the red ranger well it starts off with a clip of 
the Power Rangers fighting something, and there being a big Megazord in the background fighting a big machine. Yeah. And then it cuts to the Pink Ranger being interviewed by the Red Ranger. And the Red Ranger asking what happened to all the other Power Rangers. And it turns out all the other Power Rangers were kicking butt, but they were slowly being killed off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the... Well, the Yellow Ranger died in the big battle, and then afterwards, slowly over time, they were dying. So the Blue Ranger was in charge of a big company. The Black Ranger was some sort of mercenary. And then the... The hmm, the Pink Ranger and the... The other Ranger left. Wait, wasn't the Red Ranger the one who was killed in the the truck? Wasn't that the Red Ranger? Ooh, was it? So throughout the whole thing, I wasn't quite sure who the man with the leg was. Yeah, I, I didn't really know who, which one he was either. I, yeah. I thought Red Ranger was the one in the truck. We could have completely missed this. Our interpretation of this is. may be completely wrong. Uh... <laughs> well, at least all I know is I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. And it, was, it was nice to see some sort of... It was respectively adult. Yeah, yeah, it was for watch. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah. no sort of Pink Ranger doing something weird in latex. <laughs> there was no. There was nice. There was a Not nice amount of violence. Minded. But it wasn't quite reaching like terrible sore levels of gore and stuff like that. No, it was. It wasn't excessively. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they still had sort of martial arts fights going on. So I think that was. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> and it's been taken down because it's apparently breaching copyright or some silly. Yeah, oh, like has that. it actually? Yeah, because yeah. 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 I just watched it yesterday. I think. Oh, I... maybe it's, maybe someone put it up again. Is that, is that the oh. backup or that's a mirror or something? All right, I see. Yeah, it looks like it's up on uh, Vimo. Uh, see, I didn't watch it because I didn't want to break copyright law. Oh, <laughs> You're allowed to make fan things. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> Generally, uh, so, so so if anything, I shouldn't have to watch Police Academy. <laughs> I think you're allowed to make fan things if it's a parody, but that wasn't quite a parody. Yeah, there are there are. There's an odd law with. Yeah. With That's derivative work, isn't it? Yeah. But it was also. Oh. He he said he wasn't making money off it and didn't want to sell it to anybody and all these other things, which you're sort of allowed to do. There is a, I, I think it's a fine line, and he was definitely near it. Yeah. <laughs> and the people who own Power Rangers think he crossed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it did have a surprisingly big cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like James Vanderbeek like starred in it. That was awesome. <laughs> I suppose they could have taken it down wanting to protect the Power Rangers image. Because part of the reason why it's so good is because Power Rangers is so <laughs> kiddie and sort of bleh. And it was, as you already said, quite a mature film. And they may have wanted to take it down just to sort of protect the the good guys always win. Fine. <laughs> I don't think that's the reason. No, I think it's because someone wants their money. Yeah. yeah. And they weren't getting it. <laughs> oh, no, it. companies will go to great lengths to take down things to protect their yeah. image. Oh, if they, if they uh, think it will affect their sales. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you could, e- you could easily see someone watching that, thinking it's sort of official, going, I don't want my kids to watch Power Rangers anymore. Oh. Mm, I don't think it's likely. Possibly, I guess so. I never thought people not getting vaccinated was likely, so... No, I thought that was quite a funny joke. Should we move on? Should <laughs> <laughs> we see so. what the teams are? Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Before we talk talking about The Matrix and Inception, I think we should say on what side of the camp everyone sits. Now, it's quite obvious that I'm on The Matrix side of the film because I'm sensible. Uh, Nick is in the Inception <laughs> camp. Because, you know, it's a great film. and It's like The Matrix. 
Oh no. <laughs> Here we Sandy, go. Sandy, do, do you want to explain your position? I am slightly more team Inception. <gasps> Don't worry, Nick. <laughs> yes. Only slightly, Alan. Only slightly. <sighs> Dave, are you going to be my saviour or? Well, I'm going to have to side with Inception <laughs> oh, as well. Yes. <laughs> The opposite and, of what I thought would happen. And this is mainly due to I've had overexposure to Matrix. Yes. And I think I only managed to watch the Inception two night no, like Thursday night last week, and I've only seen it once, and I didn't know anything about it, and it's brilliant. But uh, Matrix, great film, but I've seen it so many times. I've seen so many parodies of it. I'm a bit bored of it, and I think if I see them both once side by side. It may go the other way. I'll, I'll take I that. Wanna give, I want to give an honourable mention to The Animatrix, which is probably better than both these films. Yeah, The Animatrix was a... Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've it's, never it's seen good, it. good stuff. It's very good. I vaguely remember um, that. I also want to set ground rules that we will not talk about the other Matrix films, just the first one. There are no sequels. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we'll treat it as, because otherwise I'll be shooting fish in yeah, a barrel here. Yeah. Well, and there's going to be another set of um, sequels coming to the oh, Matrix. Oh, my God. Oh, really? What? <laughs> yeah, they're in the works. Oh, wow. Is Keanu Reeves wow. pulling a uh, Harrison Ford and recreating films from his youth? Uh, I hope not, but if they do, <laughs> I, I, there's other films I'd like him to go back and do a I sequel I really want to Bill and Ted's Adventure 3. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking an old man Bill and Ted would be great. Are they not doing that? I thought they were. Really? I, Rufus is dead. I think I heard it. Um, I'm not sure. I just kind of wanted to go see Mozart again. Right, should we start with Matrix or Inception? Uh, I, I, you're on the winning side, so you get to go first and tell us why Inception we haven't won is so yet. Great. You could sway all of I my followers to your do. side. But I think we should start... Wait, we can have a coin and flip it and it can decide for do, us. Do you have a coin nearby? I have a coaster. I do. Here it is. Right, heads we uh, watch Matrix. Uh, watch? No, talked about Matrix. Heads! heads. Start oh, with Matrix. Matrix. Oh, yep. man. We've all seen The Matrix, and we all know <laughs> what the plot of The Matrix is. So, a man starts off, and then he gets shown that the world that he li- lives in isn't real, and is in fact the Matrix, a virtual reality world created to random, and he gets taken out of that, and then it's revealed that he is the one with magical powers to save the day. The Jesus Christ overturns Tom, yeah. are very clear from the very beginning. In fact, I think that's one of the first lines. After the Trinity section, uh, Neo opens his door and someone goes, Ah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you're my personal savior. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Neo looks at him and says, And if anyone asks you about this, and he goes, Yeah, right, it never happened. This isn't real. <laughs> like, they basically explains the whole movie in those three seconds. Um, but yeah, and then he goes and saves the day, and it turns out he is the real person, and he manages to kick the agents, but. And then he reveals himself to the entire world that it's all fake. And then they never made any more movies. So I, I, I really like The Matrix because I think it does a lot of sort of sci-fi quite well. Not sort of space sci-fi, um, but almost almost cyberpunky, but not quite. Yeah. Mm, vaguely, yeah. Yeah. You'd call it that, yeah. I don't think it's as, as extreme as a lot of other cyberpunk, like... Um, Oh, de- yeah, definitely on the mild side. Yeah, it's yes. not Ghost in the Shell level, it's not Neuromancer, it's not um, <laughs> Blade Runner. 
I I feel that the dystopian future lets it down a bit in that regard slightly. Because it makes it a bit blunt, if you get my drift. Although I wish words strung together, they don't really convey the thought. Yeah, because usually sci-fi things are a Wait, bit, well, cyberpunk are a bit uh, subtle on the side of why things are evil. They tend to present a new technology, yeah. and then you explore it a bit. And the general consensus by the end is it's a bit pants, but the Matrix sort of starts off front and goes, yeah, the world's pants. <laughs> this is yeah. it. Um, uh, I think one of my problems with The Matrix, and I do think it has a lot to do with the fact that I grew up with The Matrix at a time where I feel I was a target audience for The Matrix, is that it reminds me of greasy teenagerness. Mm, yeah, yeah, it does. And I, I think that doesn't help that I was a greasy teenager while I watched it, and as a result, my embodiment of past Nick is just next to the Matrix. I mean, I was never a huge fan, but one of my friends was. And I don't know, that that might be a reason I'm biased, but I'm never claiming to not be biased. I'm the human mm. after all. I quite like the, the Matrix as an idea, but I feel like in the film it's too much of just a different place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get that. It's, it does. There is a big split between the Matrix scenes and the real world scenes. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I you know, it's it's they, they explore some interesting ideas, but not into an up depth. The whole there is no spoon moment sort of allegory to philosophical ideas that objects only have properties. At least in the Matrix, that's definitely true. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same with both of the movies. They are both sort of actiony movies. They definitely have huge action segments. Um, I think Matrix is way more action related. It's yeah, and yeah, that lobby scene is. Oh. In Inception has <laughs> um, action to back up the story when Matrix is story to back up the action. I don't think that's quite true. I think the storyline almost stands up on its own. If you took the action out, you would need to pad up the story an awful lot. I will will admit that. I don't think it's a, it's the best storyline ever, but it's it's still good. It still holds, I think. Because you've, you've got the whole story of him, sort of the whole aspect of free will in there. Because you never quite realise no, what's I, going on. Because she never... the or- well, Yeah, spoilers, but you know the lesson. Spoilers always ahoy. The Oracle never <laughs> says to Neo that he's not the one. She says, you're not the one yet. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. meaning that there was no storyline. I'm meaning that the, the action was much more integral to the oh, story yeah. and yeah. the film than, than Inception. Inception had fight scenes when it needed and interesting action yeah, scenes when it I needed. Agree, to, yeah. But it didn't go all out, let's just blow a room up because it looks fun. Which <laughs> Matrix did. That was to once. set off the, uh, the fire fire system and sprinklers everywhere. You can do that without... You can go to the bathroom and have but a light. Remember, this is, <laughs> we've already said that this is a greasy teenager movie. How would a greasy teenager yes. in their coolest of cool mind blow up the room while set it on fire? I completely agree with Ido, but I'm just saying that it had a lot more action. Inception had a lot less of it. In many ways, I think Inception seems to be a more grown-up version of The Matrix. Maybe not grown-up in the right words, but sort of... It definitely took The Matrix to happen before you could make Inception, Yeah, they're, they're very similar movies. Mm. And I, yeah. I do get what you're yeah. saying. Like The mm-hmm. Matrix is, is just a grown-up. It's a later version. Well, Inception is a later version of The Matrix because... Yeah, it had a much more mature um, storyline. Much more yeah. out. Especially, I also the felt characters were much deeper. Some of them were. 
I think it, the Matrix is a bit lacking on some character development, but I think overall, most characters are deeper than most characters in Inception. But you can't really tell that, though. Not in the first film, anyway. They they yeah. quite lacked personality. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, and the, the, the crappy love um, interest they had to throw in between Neo <laughs> yeah, and Trinity. Was quite, it was yeah. annoying. At least in Inception, if they would do, do the same thing, they'd have the love interest between Cobb and whatever her name was, who was being the architect. Well, in... But no, they. She. Had, well, that would have been creepy. Had, yeah, she was yeah. too young. But they yeah. had Mal, who was a great character and and in it. So oh, although I've got to say, the complex. name is a bit ham-fisted, isn't it? Yes. So it's Latin for evil. Uh, throw it in there. It's yeah. Good. It's good. <laughs> you got to do it a bit. Yeah. Well, it's uh, um. Sorry, the, the love interest. I think it was slightly more important in an earlier edit of the script, where it was much more obvious that Cipher used to be the one, and then the Oracle told him that he wasn't the one. And he hates where he is now. You can say that all you want, but it didn't turn out in the film. It's very subtle so in the film. We can't compare. Um, there it. are a few moments that you can pick I... up and you go, "Yeah, that that they're definitely used well, to yeah, be a couple." You can, um, but it's, but it's very subtle. They removed it. They removed it all from. They the removed film. a lot of it, yeah, well, yeah. most of it, and so it's kind of pointless. Like saying a uh, hand shot first. It wasn't in the film. Well, there you go, arguing which film, but that's an argument for a different it day. Is. Let's leave we that alone. Not, yeah. Yeah. Let, we should let, never do an episode of Who Shot First. That'd be a, a boring episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I do. Oh, my God, The Matrix was just awesome. I, well, I it completely hasn't aged agree. Well. No, I, will, I, mm, I think some of it has aged well and some of it hasn't. Go back and it's like, I know Kung Fu. It's something like right out of Point Break. Yeah. I think part of what makes the Matrix not age well, other than the some of the CGI is a little yeah. bit old these mm-hmm. days, but that's not its fault. Yeah, you can't really blame I, it. No, I, I think it may be that it was referenced a lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. That definitely yeah. is one of the reasons I think yeah. I prefer Inception. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think we, me and Alan both have prepared some things to say on each film. I think we should go through those now, rather than yeah. oh, do a bit I'm, of a more freeform frack I've been trying right to, now. <laughs> to work through my points, but I don't think I've been hitting them correctly. But um, I think we should just be yeah, able to play okay. well, Oh, going back to the action, I think the Matrix is a bit more gung fu in its action and a bit more old school Definitely. martial arts as opposed to sort of modern action that's going on. And I think that's part of the reason why it feels a little bit aged because it's you know it's a blockbuster action movie, but not as we've known it for fifteen years. Oh my god, <laughs> the Matrix came out ages ago. Uh-oh. Oh, wow! I was ten. Yeah. <laughs> Can I comment on on Neil's kung fu? Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, it was oh. awful. <laughs> Do you know kung fu? No, but he looks so rigid. <laughs> also, I think we should stop calling Neo Neo. We should use his birth name, Mister Anderson. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, um, Tom. I, I I think the Matrix hasn't aged very well, but I think it'll age it'll age worse than than Inception. I definitely think in another ten years' time, it's going to be pants. Because the thing like the, yeah. the camp, the the phones, the hard lines, the mere fact they still had ringer dialers, all of that was just. Oh, just look at the computer in the first scene. Oh yeah, it has. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's unrecognizable unless you grew up with it. He pushes Control X. What does that? What does that do? What does that, that do on different systems? It, yeah, <laughs> I think he was trying to close the program. It stops the current thing that ha- that's happening on the when you're using the command line. 
isn't that Control C? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's Control C. Oh. I've never <laughs> used Windows Control Z does. Control Z does that. Maybe as well. Control X does it as well. We'll we'll we'll, we'll give them give the benefit of the doubt. He, he was probably elite hacker who made his own I'm operating not system. He did have a key binding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably the same one that the little girl uses in Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's a Unix system. Of course, they use graphical processors to make a 3D system for no adequately explained reason. That was natural <laughs> thing as well. Um, but I'm actually quite interested to hear some of the things that Alan's almost told me and then stopped for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> One of which was self-perception. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, self-perception. So the, the idea of self-perception, which is also in the uh, Inception, which is just another similarity between these two movies, is whenever you go into the Matrix, you become what you see yourself as. And that's why they're all dressed up in this badass leather armor. Which I think just comes from Morpheus thought he would look badass in a huge leather coat. And so everyone else who came into the Matrix after Morpheus went, that's what badasses look like, I'm going to wear that. Which in my mind explains the proliferation of silly spandex leather outfits. But um, I think that's a topic for another, another minute or so. But... There's this awesome point in the opening of the film, just to show you how badass Trinity is, and by connection, how badass the agents are, where Trinity's trapped in a room, and the police come in, and they all point guns at her. And then they try and arrest her. She lets them walk up to her, then she beats the crap out of everybody in the room and runs to the rooftop. And the agents remark that their men are already dead because she's in the room, and they're in the room, and only one person's going to leave alive. And so Trinity gets up onto the roof, and there's a huge rooftop chase scene with Trinity at the front, and then the police, and then the agents. Uh, Trinity jumps over a gap between two buildings no problem the agents make that jump over the building no problem, the police do it some of them sort of struggle and one man almost doesn't make it so you're already starting to see there's a split between cool people and the normal people and then this keeps on going and eventually the police stop doing it and they just leave the agents to catch up to Trinity so Trinity's looking really badass and you know this point Trinity is awesome and you, you don't quite know how awesome the agents are until the point where Trinity runs away from the agent jumps through the building and lands, you know that cool dive through, down the stairs. And up until this point, she has been looking yes. like, you know, immaculate. She's always looked how she wants to look. Her hair has stayed in place. She's still wearing her cool armor. It all looks good until she hits that land and you realize how scared she is that an agent's going to come through behind her. Because her hair falls out of place. And she's covered <laughs> in dust. And she's there and she's talking to herself. And she's trying to psych herself up to get up and move because she's terrified that an agent's going to come through. And I think that is a brilliant moment that just shows that the perception of oneself in the Matrix varies and depends on what you think of yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. Though I do have one Go question: on. Why does Switch wear white if it's self uh, if it's self perception and everyone else wears black? Leather? I don't know. I, I haven't seen this movie in a while, and so when the first time I saw it, I think I just remembered her being an albino, which is is wrong. Um, but maybe she just prefers to look because she does have white hair. Maybe that's yeah, just the thing that she wants Aww, to say to be put, different. You put in parentheses switch clad in white, so I thought you had something really clever here, say, Alan. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's lots you could say about her being different, but her character... Okay, yeah, her character just dies instantly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Spoilers! <laughs> we didn't say that at the beginning, but I... I Not like I this. Not like this. <laughs> and she dies. Yeah, um... Maybe she was meant to be the counter to Apoch or something. I don't know. Mm. I definitely think it's interesting that she was slightly different. I just wish that something interesting happened with that and that it was interesting in yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah. I've got, I'm trying to be supportive here. 
<laughs> I'm not succeeding very well. I, I think it's interesting to note that everyone else had been out the Matrix since they were young. Um, and it was mm. only, I think it's only Neo and Cypher who've been taken up when they're old. I know it's not in the movie, right. but I think in the Animatrix it's revealed that Mouse took himself out the Matrix. Maybe. Because I know there is a character who Maybe. took himself out the Matrix, and he is like a star because no one's ever done that before. I think part of my problem with the Matrix was then watching the Animatrix and seeing how much you could explore this idea. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I guess the Matrix is a good setup, and I guess we wouldn't be talking about it like this if there were good follow-up films <laughs> that did explore ideas like that. Because it could be a good solid first place in a trilogy. I, I think it could be, but you would have awesome. to plan it from the start that that what it was going to be. Yeah, well, I think they didn't. I think they they wanted a standalone movie because the end is very. I know Dave has strong opinions on the ending, but I think the end is very definitive, and you you choose your own. I I think they. They did the end because they wanted a sequel. They knew there was going to be one coming. But they, they basically they ignored the ending. Uh, they left it open. I'm, I see how it could be a good ending as a standalone, but it could also definitely leave it wide open for branching. Mm, to be yeah. honest, if, for the ending, if he didn't fly, perfect ending. <laughs> he just ruined yeah. it all. It, 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 it annoys me so much. <laughs> Yes, we know he can do magical things because he stopped the bullets. You don't have to make him Superman. Well, not yet, at least. Wait till the next film. Mm. Uh, just, that, that moment just ruins the Matrix for me and has always done so ever since my first viewing. I, I like it because I, I, I think it ties in really well with what he's saying of, I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to know. And, you know, if you say superpowers, if you say superheroes, you always think of flying superheroes they're always going to be one who can fly and so i think that was the connection they wanted to make like he becomes you know in effect superman and he reveals himself to the world and then and the world yeah. en masse reject the matrix which is why the i really don't like the idea of the sequels with that ending well with um him flying it just it just annoys me the, the ending would have just been as cool it wouldn't have meant anything left if he just exited the phone booth and just walked down the street <laughs> It would have been a different ending, I'll give you that. I don't know if it, would, it wouldn't have it wouldn't affected anything. Oh. But it, it just was so cheesy him flying off. I did <laughs> not like it. That's the nineties for you. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. But we're, we're man, I love the nineties. Getting on with time, <laughs> so I think we should swap over to Inception now. Unless Nick's got anything okay. you really want to hear me talking about. No, no, no. no. Okay. No. Uh, oh, I could make you. Uh, no, no, I don't want to hear you back. It would. It might upset my number one fan, Alan. Who's your number one fan? Your mother. Oh, I know. <laughs> that, that's not a joke, folks. My mum does actually listen to this podcast. Hi, mum. Smash out, Brian. Brian. <laughs> right, Inception. <laughs> oh, okay. Inception is a film about wandering into other people's dreams. Something that they commonly do in this universe. Um, I guess less commonly, more specialist. But these guys specifically do it. And their job is to steal ideas, usually. Uh, it's called extraction. And this very rich guy says, how about you put an idea in someone's head? And Cobb, the main guy's like, no, 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 I can't do that. And he's like, well, I'll let you go back to the United States through my money and power. So, mm, okay. So they go into someone's mind to incept an idea. And I realize incept probably isn't a word. Um, that's a very brief overview. 
I don't think I want to go into a point-by-point point of the film. Uh, I'm not sure what we gain from that at the moment, really. Unless anyone else thinks I should. No, I think we can leave it with that for the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the parallels with Matrix are quite obvious. They're both action films, broadly speaking, with uh, different worlds that they sort of go into. And I think that was why the comparison was the ones that stuck out when yeah. Yeah. I mentioned it to Alan or Alan mentioned it to me. Yeah, there's also one particular scene that is almost identical. So the one where Cobb is introducing Ariadne to the the dream world and also Morpheus introducing Neo to the Matrix. Yeah, they, they were yeah. very yep. similar. Except for you don't have mm. the woman in the rest, red dress. <laughs> oh, Dave, never changed. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think the reason I prefer Inception is it seems to toy around with ideas more with the world being a more malleable thing in the story uh, whereas The Matrix was a single place yeah. yeah. and I find one very interesting thing about Inception is the fact that it seems to be a good analogy for filmmaking as, oh I need to bring up a thing now this is an interesting point you raised earlier on, I don't see this so you're gonna Right. It was actually in an uh, interview with Christopher Nolan. He was talking about this. And he mentioned that the Inception team are similar roles that they use in filmmaking. So you've got Cobb, who's essentially the director. He sort of decides what's going on, and he sort of works with what he's got. Uh, Arthur is the producer. Ariadne, who's um, the little architect girl, is the production designer. Hermes is the actor, and Sato is the studio. And Fisher being the audience. <laughs> That's just a read-off of a quote, basically. Uh, and I find it quite interesting because it does work kind of well. I mean, you've got... I mean, you have the... Uh, ah, this is why I need to write notes. Oh, yeah, I think it does work well because there's a whole idea of your perceptions filling up, filling in the blanks, effectively. And if... Yeah, if you're, yeah, that's true. If the reality doesn't fit with what you expect, your perceptions turn on the reality. And I think that's echoed in what a lot of people say about a lot of movies, of that... They think it's unbelievable, and they go, oh, I think this movie is terrible because what that character should have done is this. And I think that's that disconnect that the perception people follow. Yeah, I find it quite interesting that they sort of feel like... There's the scene where um, Ariadne's going through and manipulating the dream as she goes along, and Cobb's like, no, you, you can't do that, you can't change the rules as you go along, because it makes people angry, essentially. Yeah. And I feel that's very interesting when you can think about, uh, especially the films that um, Christopher Nolan's made. I mean, The Dark Knight has a notorious, like, he follows his own rules, but he breaks ones that he knows he can. Yeah. Like, in the, uh, I think the most, the one that instantly springs to mind is in The Dark Knight, where you have Bane robbing a bank, a uh, stock exchange during the day, goes through a tunnel and it's night. And I completely didn't notice that <laughs> several viewings through. And it's just the change so that Batman can come out, because Batman looks ridiculous during the day. I always thought that was just the police chase was going on for that long. Well, they just seem to go through a single tunnel. Well, I... And it becomes, like, instantly yeah. night. But, but honestly, it could just I... be, like, Inception. In, in that tunnel, time travels slower. Like each layer of... <laughs> <laughs> and then he drove through a tunnel that was in another tunnel. Yo, oh, no, stop there, please! <laughs> So the Batman films would be great if, if, if Bruce Wayne woke up and it's like, there, see? Secrets. And just like nodding. It's like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> and if Septon was a setup to Batman, so that the idea they were incepting was you should become Batman, it would have been such a funnier movie. One, it could have been. One thing that Fisher has was a, a CEO of a global empire. <laughs> one yeah. thing that has annoyed me about Inception is you know how like all these things like Lost, uh, you you everyone thinks like towards the end of the scene, it's, someone's just going to wake up and it's going to be all a dream. Inception mm. was that they woke up and it was all a dream. What? But it was a planned dream that they yeah, planned you, from the start. Yeah, you, you knew, knew it was a dream all, all along. You were I know, in on it. I, I know, but it's still. <sighs> I feel irritating. like. The the one part of that that could be annoying is the very end where you don't know if it is or isn't a dream. I like that they left it like that. Though. But however, uh, now um, I'm confused at your points. But there was the um, idea that the uh, spinning top wasn't. Um, totem. Oh, Cobb's totem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he, he, he never said it was his. He used to explain that it was his wife's, and he never really talked about his totem. So. Uh, that was sort of left as a mystery. Or people just assumed it was his wife's totem. There's a very real chance it wasn't. Anyway, go on. Um, sorry. But yeah, and, and you said that the real totem could be actually his wedding ring. Mm. And in the final scene, he doesn't wear that. So if it is true that his totem, the wedding ring, then it would suggest that it wasn't a dream. Yes. I don't like that idea of it being his totem, although it fits with Nolan breaking the rules because of reasons. Because... A totem is meant to be something that only you know about, and so if it's you, you, if you touch it, you know whether it's it's real or not. Well, it's not just something you know about; it's something you know the feel of. Yeah. yeah. So a wedding ring, people could see, but they don't know how it's weighted or if there's a like a scratch inside he it. He doesn't wear his wedding ring in real life; it only appears in his dreams. Yeah, he's in. He's wearing it in his dreams, and I don't think he is in the real life. Yeah. yeah. Which it would I, it does sort of break the rules. Why does it break the rules? Because other people shouldn't be able to know what your totem is, and a wedding ring might be quite obvious. I mean, I guess the point is that no one would really look. Also, well, it's the feel, so it could be a weighted wedding ring. But he, he doesn't or have I guess, yeah. a real or it wedding could just ring. have a scratch on the inside or an engraving that no one's but seen. He, he, d- he no doesn't have a real wedding ring. Well, he might have done when he was married. His wife's dead. But, Things change. He could put. Doesn't work as a could, totem. Well, he doesn't need it when he's away. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he has it in his pocket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all possibilities. It is definitely slightly stranger than the other ones, because the fact that it seems to be yeah. whether or not he's wearing it, that seems to be an indication, at least for the viewer. Obviously mm-hmm. that. And it, it's not a major point in the movie. It's just one of those interesting things that people like to discuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, uh, well... Else is on our list. Satio's limbo. Yes. Oh, I really didn't like that. I really didn't like the limbo. It was it, it like they got to that level and it just went. Nope, screw the rules. Why, Things why, will happen. Why is Sato so much older than Leonardo exactly. DiCaprio? He entered that level after Cobb. What's going on? Did he? Yeah, because no, he because he... Cobb goes to sleep using the dream machine. Let's call it. Oh uh, yeah. While yeah. Sato's still alive. And then while they're in there, he dies. But he wasn't even... Oh, yeah. he was hooked up to a similar dream machine. Oh. But was the dream machine take... I was confused at whether or not they were going to... I assume everyone has a different limbo. No, when you're in the same dream state, you have the same dreams and you have the same <laughs> limbos. Just that Cobb's limbo was the one he remembered and Satya's limbo was shown later on. Um... I, I think the point is there is no limbo apart from what you make for yourself. 
So because Sato yes. was down there for so long, he created his own limbo. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's not really his limbo. He just he just took a part of Cobb's limbo and, you know, did with it what he wanted. I just got really confused at how they all end- ended up the same dream slash limbo. It could be because of self-perception. I mean, Cobb was desperately trying to keep himself... I mean, he'd been in limbo before and he tried to keep the knowledge. It was his job to get safety, wasn't it? Yes, that's, that's so why he stayed. It, it could be that he was keeping hold of himself more, whereas Sadio was more progressing with Limbo. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a vague sort of maybe. He wasn't in the film, so... I find it weird that dying gets you into Limbo, but dying in Limbo gets you out of Limbo. Yeah, like, yeah what? that confused <laughs> that me as well. Just, yeah, when Ariadne of... pushes Fisher off the building, it's like, what are you doing? The pushing off the thing was the... Uh, that was the gravity... No, but the, that's the, supposed the waking to up that's supposed to happen the level up. The dying yeah. in in the dream wakes you up. But then they said the sedative was too strong that dying in the dream means that you die in real life. And that so dying happen. in the dream sends you to limbo. Oh and if you spend too much time in there you basically go crazy. Okay, limbo's like okay. the base yeah. dream state. Fair enough, but yeah. But why did then Fisher not end end up in limbo limbo? That that's still I think it was. The, I think it's because when Ariadne and Fisher were falling, they were jumping themselves. No, no, no. Because with the gravity, you thing, can only be. It only works at one level up. So if you're sleeping and you fall, you wake up. Not if you're in your dream and you fall. Yeah, because there's plenty of times when they're in a dream and they fall and they don't wake up. Yes. Okay. That's a fair point. While we're on the subject of crazy gravity. Why does being in freefall in one dream make you in freefall in the next dream? Being in freefall in that dream does not make you freefall in the next dream. Yeah, that yeah. was a bit. Oh, yeah, I didn't that, notice that. Yeah, that was. That strange. was just. I there's so like many bits. Like, what's going on here? And mm-hmm. I think that adds to the confusion. That just what dream are people in and what they're trying to do genuinely sort of works as long as you don't think about it too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like whole, films um, tumbling in the car, which meant they would be telling in the hotel, but that didn't mean that they were. We're tumbling in the um, snowscape place. Yeah. Place. Mm. It was... Yeah, that was a problem. I, I will admit there were some cool ideas, but as a movie that was consistent within itself, it certainly wasn't. And I know I'm. it's a weird argument that dreams aren't consistent, but... I guess if I was to instantly pluck something out of my head that would try and explain that away, which I have done quickly, but I'm not sure... It, I never feel it's right to do that. This is the problem. I enjoyed Doctor Who for so long until I, enough was enough and I stopped trying to explain its problems away. Yeah. And I'm careful to try and not do that with mediums. But with the uh, inception of this moment, I would say, although I don't fully believe it myself, that in the hotel he was aware it was a dream to the point where Cobb was telling him, like, oh, look, if you concentrate, you can see the weird weather outside. Yeah. Which sort of let the weather in through from the last dream in. So it could be argued that because he was aware it was a dream, he was feeling more effects from it. But again, the fact that there was no gravity in the uh, snow hospital, yeah. whereas there was a massive one in the hotel, you'd think it would magnify through still. Yeah. Like, I, so, I'm not saying so. I require every movie to be perfectly explained, but considering in Inception they spent so long explaining every single detail... It was really annoying when they didn't explain those details. <laughs> yeah. Because there are just so many scenes where Ariana's just like, what's that? And then they explain it in detail <laughs> to her. And I think that happens. That's one of the reasons I like The Matrix. There's a lot that's more left up to just science wizardry than actual explanation. Yeah. That's true. I quite liked some parts of... I, I like cherry picking from The Matrix film somewhat. 
And I quite like the uh, weird limbo in the Matrix, you know, the tube station. Oh, the train station, yeah, yeah. I found that quite interesting. That's a smaller Matrix that uh, a program's in charge of to ferry people in and out of the Matrix. Yeah, I found that quite nice. Little ideas like that that were dotted around the Matrixes and pretty much the entire Animatrix. Yeah. I loved, but I felt like as a finished product, the Matrix, looking back on it, wasn't as good as I remember it being. And I think at the start of this, Dave and Sandy both were mentioning how it was overhyped. Yeah. Mm. And that might very much be the case. Because I remember uh, Inception had some hype to it, but Which it lasted a few months, it, I think. Uh, the Inception hype lasted yeah. a year because I really didn't want to watch it. Partly because <laughs> I, I don't like going to cinemas. And so I was like, I'm not going to see that. I don't want to go to the cinema. And then I heard people talking about it. And the impression that I got from them was I said I didn't want to go watch it because it's people had said it's a complicated movie and therefore I was an idiot and wouldn't enjoy the movie because I didn't like it. There seemed to be this this big hive mind going, yeah, Inception was a brilliant movie. Why? Oh, it's because it's really complicated and I understood it. And there seemed to be this weird discord <clears throat> of no one no one I knew had said I, they didn't understand Inception, although everyone agreed it was a very complicated movie. <laughs> right, so... That made me sort of avoid it and it's just like, no, you're all... This is like two steps away from being a cult. <laughs> have you just got cults on the brain now Alan? I've, I've got cults on the brain I've been listening to too much conspiracy theories oh I thought you've been watching too much Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt oh I have been watching too much Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt it's a brilliant segue a, if it didn't come now it's a great show <laughs> are we having a segue now we're going to talk about well, that well we're going to talk about it a little bit because we're going to mention that we're going to do it next week but um, I don't oh, think okay. we're going to talk about it in depth this week Oh, good. No, let's not talk about it anymore. Just say oh, that uh, you've only seen next episode, week we'll be quiet. we're going to watch it. Spoilers, yeah. there's a cult. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I got that. Um, Nick, do you have anything else to say about Inception or, or, or Dave or Sandy? Or even the comparison between I, the two I, movies? I have lots of things to say about Dave and Sandy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Matrix and Inception are both very good films. And I think Matrix very much is a product of its time, and it might be a bit too early to tell whether Inception is or isn't. Yeah, give me 15 years and I'll tell you what I think of Inception. (laughs) I think re-watching them both, I realised that this all sort of depends on how Inception ages. I think visually it would age better in the sense that it doesn't use much um, CGI. It actually uses yeah. a remarkably low amount of CGI. Yeah, from what I yeah could they tell. built so many sets from it. They built so many of the sets when they yeah. could, and um, even like when they um, turned the city like ninety degrees, they built part of the set and had the actors on wires. <laughs> oh yeah, wow. yeah, so that they, they didn't have to they didn't have to use CGI for it. Interestingly enough, when um, Ariandra is in the um, hotel. The reason she has her hair in a bun is so they didn't need to work out how the hair would go with no ah. gravity. <laughs> That's clever. That's, yeah? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. They didn't make her shave her head. <laughs> well, in the context of The Matrix, I think The Matrix have done themselves a disservice in that everything in The Matrix is tinted green. And uh, right. I think yeah. my HDMI connection mm. to my TV is dodgy. Or my computer one is because I play a transistor and the colors came out funny. But when I was watching The Matrix, everyone looked jaundiced. And I don't know whether that was an <laughs> artifact of everything being green or my TV just messing up the colors just a little bit. No, it definitely is tinted well, I, green. I know it's tinted green, but everyone looked, but that, everyone had the slight orange tinge to their eyes and to their cheeks. And I, I don't know whether that's uh, that sounds, or not. That, that sounds like something to do with your. Yeah, it, it was subtle, so uh, I don't know. 
because it, it was tinted green for a purpose. Yeah, so you, you're aware of when they're in the Matrix and when they're not, and it gives it a huge yeah. dystopian feel, which I think just yeah. makes the feeling a slightly depressing thing. And especially now in like a post-Avatar world, we're talking about the, the, the slightly worse Avatar movie. Well, no, no, the better right. Avatar movie, the slightly worse Avatar thing in existence. James Cameron's Avatar. Okay, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> the far future sequel to Titanic. Um, especially after that, everything in the cinema seems to be much more colourful, uh, especially in things like Limitless, which I think also is in a post-Inception universe where movies tried to be clever. You remember that couple of years where every movie had some sort of intelligent thing that was going on in the movie and you had to understand it? Ooh. I found Limitless funny because... Oh, I probably shouldn't... I'm not going to spoil Limitless. No, no, no. Well, since Titanic was brought up, uh, there's also the theory that uh, Inception's set in the same universe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just because he's, if he is washed up on, on the, the show, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I have one last thing to say about the Matrix, okay. and that is that the Matrix has uh, the best rap that was never made. And I think I've told Alan this story, but essentially, is the fact that Will Smith turned down the role to play Neo. Oh yes, in order oh! to star in yes, Wild Wild West. Yeah. Meaning, and oh, since God. this was the amount of time when Will Smith would rap about all the movies he was in, we missed. There's a parallel universe out there that has a Will Smith <laughs> Matrix rap, oh, and that's the I world go I there. want to live I in. Go there. <laughs> that is not a movie I want to live in. That is not a world <laughs> I want to live in. Wait, you don't live in? A, I okay. I think Will Smith might have been better. But no, no, no. You you haven't thought through the consequences. That means there's also a universe, and potentially the same universe with Will Smith, The Matrix, where Keanu Reeves is in the wild, wild west. <laughs> Does he get a rap? That would be great, because the dynamic of a black guy and a white guy would just be two white guys. <laughs> would that make uh, Morpheus white? Then? Oh, I don't know. Don't know. I don't think we'd I don't think just Morpheus racially swap every single character in the universe. <laughs> Yes, we do. We invert things. This has quickly gone out of hand, like some sort of crazy plan to invade dreams. Ah, so, uh, <laughs> some could say and it's a perfect emotion, you know, because I said that. Anyway, one last thing about Inception was that it inspired um, a place on in Destiny on Venus. The shoreline of it inspired that. And that's not very interesting, but I oh, heard it on one of their ride-alongs. That's the, the first area you go to to get your sparrow, isn't it? Oh, that place looks yeah. beautiful. It does look... Yeah, that was inspired by yeah. Inception. Yeah, you, you, I can tell that now looking at it. Especially the sort of the limbo scenes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, less about Destiny. More about Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter? Okay. No. Less about Monster Hunter. Oh, but... <laughs> Monster Hunter's such a simple game. You just hunt monsters. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> Some play Monster Hunter. Some play Fashion Hunter. Same game. Lovely. I've got some new for you to see, by the way, Nick. But yeah, moving on. <laughs> is this in Fashion yeah, this Hunter fashion or hunter. Monster They're hunter. the same game. Yeah. Some men hunt for sport, others hunt for food. Only thing I'm um. hunting for is an outfit to look good. <laughs> see my best, see my best, made of real gorilla <laughs> And as always, The Simpsons did it first. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, is, is that all we've got to say on those two, those topics? I mean, we've had several final thoughts. I'm not averse to a couple more. I've actually had one final thought about each film, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And sit quite nicely. Okay, I think Dave's much more in the in the Inception camp. I don't think I've managed to sway you. Sandy, I don't think I've managed to sway you either. No, so no not really. I think it's all about timing. Yeah. I, Inception's a new film. It hasn't been parodied. Well, it has been parodied a lot. It I has think a looking lot of back, memes. 
I think maybe. Oh, it also has a lot of parodies. I've seen all oh, those. But it hasn't entered popular culture as a theme. Not like, yet. The idea of jacking into a matrix, although I'm sure the matrix wasn't the first person to do that. I swear there's a horror movie about a man who mows lawns, potentially called <laughs> the lawn mower. I could be making this up. Uh, <laughs> was, this a, was this a dream you had? Did <laughs> no, someone <I'm... laughs> incept this into you? I'm entirely sure there's a horror movie about this lawn mower man who, when he enters the virtual reality world, becomes a murderer because reasons oh, i think are, i remember are that of, are you thinking of the horror movie where the guy goes into people's dreams and no kills them? no 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 this is yeah yeah the lawnmower man it's a real movie <laughs> <laughs> a simple man is turned into a genius in the application of computer science yeah starring pierce brosnan so anyway oh wow <laughs> starring i i, I, I think Bond. the matrix was the first people to do the idea of going into a dream and the consequences of that i think a lot of people had done the going into the dream and the shared dreaming before. In fact, the Simpsons did it first, although they were parroting somebody else. Um, but I, I think the Inception haven't... No one's taken the idea that Inception that you can go continually within dreams to steal information and to give people information. Hmm. Have you all seen Dark City? No, that, I, that has came up when I was Googling. It is an interesting film that I think Matrix is uh, indebted to slightly. They uh, use the same set. Way. Oh, that's where it came up. Yeah, the, the rooftop scenes are the same places. Huh. did not know that. Uh, and it, oh, and it's got Richard O'Brien in as well. Richard, so that's good. Did he play Wizard? Richard O'Brien. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you were thinking of, Alan. I haven't <laughs> mentioned his name. We mentioned a random person, and he usually turns out to be a wizard. So that's where I was going with that. Tim Curry. No. <laughs> uh, that's our that's our mandated mention of Tim Curry. Moving on. So uh next week we have a special episode. We are going to get our good friend This is this is where the plan falls down, guys. We're gonna get our good friend Sandy on. Not, not Sandy. Aww, but not other Sandy. Well Sandy's we'll gonna be the there te- because you, you're always there. <laughs> but we're gonna get other Sandy. We're gonna bring on that there, yeah, governor. because his name is two jobs then. But he's also doing a PhD, so he's going to be Doctor Detective Garden. Just free jobs. I want a sitcom about that. He has to fix plants (laughs) and solve crimes and (laughs) cure people. (laughs) But it's his wedding day, and he has to take care of a baby. (laughs) I've watched that. I can just think of the most amazing tagline ever. I have to save people and plants. (laughs) I really want to watch that now. Well, we'll 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 talk to him about that, and maybe he can do that. But he's he's challenged us all to watch Hoodwinked, which is a star-studded, really terrible animation. Honest to God, uprooting the weeds of crime. <laughs> yeah, I go with that. Is this Hoodwinked or just tagline? Oh, that's my tagline. Detective Gardner's. I'll stop. I'll stop. Hoodwinked. Yes. Hoodwinked. Um, yeah. I'll ask for my time back somehow. Uh, I, I haven't seen all of it, but it is god awful, and it's a musical, and it is just an animation. It's a musical. Oh, well, yeah. there are songs in it, as with all things, but it's just oh my god. Like, check out the blinking. IMDb rates it six point six. But we're going to watch it, and we're going to talk about it next. Yeah, week. I noticed that. We shouldn't say too much, but it is sort of wheel of time vein. We're going to do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So I guess you think it's oh terrible, then. Just, yeah, we'll save it for next well, week. But... I'm going to try Have and enjoy it. food fight? Genuinely, I would want to encourage our listeners to try and at least take part in some of the things that we're doing or have previously done them, but 
for this, generally not watching it is enough. Maybe Google the, the title card and just see the, the quality hey, of the Hey, hey, it's not Food Fight. It's, I don't know what Food Fight is. Be... Food Fight, I haven't seen it, no. Do you remember that movie? I... Oh, like Charlie Sheen. had a bit part. Uh, pardon what? Eden and Girl had a bit part in the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. Oh. It's better than the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. That, that's sort of the standard I'm going to say is, is what's going to happen. Oh my god, Food Fight is a natural thing. I thought you were joking. No. With Charlie Sheen! It's, it's, it's <laughs> not good. This is worse than Hoodwinked. Oh my god. And Hilary Duff. Oh my god, this sounds amazing. How can this be bad? Hilary Duff and Charlie Wait, Sheen. Lady. Okay. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get these guys to watch uh, Food Fight, but no promises. Uh, no. Oh god, 2.0 on IMDb. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Ouch. That is so bad. I, I retract my statement about Charlie Sheen and Hilary Duff. <laughs> Who knew they could do a terrible movie? But, um... Ooh, ooh, go on, I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. You- Dave, for saying that, I'm going to bring up uh, Dave's Magical Space Adventure. Have you been playing Mass Effect? Yes. Yes, oh, I have. I thought you said no. Oh, You played it for, for an, hour. an hour. Oh, well, do you today. want to do a Dave's Magical Space Adventure of you driving a car? or Bonus yes, points if you make a haiku. Oh, yeah, bonus points. <laughs> Nick has to I'm watch two Please Academy movies if you manage to do it in haiku. Oh, man. Go, go on, give it a try. Give it a try. No. Nah. Without Googling what a haiku so what is. What is a haiku? Five, seven, five. I thought seven, five, seven. Thank you, Sandy. No, it's five, seven, five. No, I think Sandy's right. You should listen to Sandy at least first. I don't want to watch two films because I missed ten on, minutes of on, video. On the spot haikuing. Oh, wait, no, no, you're right. Five, on seven, the spot haikuing. Five. Five. Okay, I'll, I'll make it simple. <laughs> at, at least one okay. haiku. And you're off the hook. Okay. Ferros, where I left off, I have landed on Ferros head tower. <laughs> Lost in tunnels, stopped. Oh, I'll, I'll the first that. line was six syllables. Yes. Oh, you watched both of my movies. I'm deciding that was what we said. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Fine. I really had nothing to gain from that. Now. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. So last time I was playing uh, Mass Effect, I just landed on Ferris and got lost in the tunnels. And so when I came on, I had no idea what I was doing. So. Uh, what I can, a lot of words <coughs> use them. So I started up. I'll try my best. So I, I came onto it, loaded it up, and my party's Tally and Kaiden. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just in the tunnels. And so I'm just trying to find out what I'm supposed to do because I cannot remember because it's been about two weeks since I played it. And so just running around down there and start turn uh, some circles appear around some white things. So I go press them. There's no enemies because I killed them all last week, apparently, <laughs> then got lost, so I turned it off. It says there's something important, so I keep pressing them, and I finally find my way out. Turns out um, turns out I was meant to do that, so that was good. Did two side quests without really knowing it. Then I get told to head off to... Ooh, what, what's it called? But I've got it written down. Exogen Headquarters. Mm-hmm. I uh, head off towards that and end up in the tunnels again because I wasn't really paying attention where I was going. <laughs> And walk into uh, Ian. Crazy, crazy Ian. I think I know who you're talking about. So, oh, uh, yeah, crazy yeah. Ian, yeah. yes. Yeah. So uh, I, he's just pretty crazy. And I, all I've got written down is, ha, Ian is the new hoot. He's crazy. Cooling <laughs> <laughs> on cubes in the so, shower. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 
Great prank. <laughs> Next time you go out, oh, I'm doing that God. to it's your happen, flat. Dave, God. Anyway, anyway, space adventure. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, we're, okay. Yeah. So um, then, so I, I'm running off and just shooting random things because I'm bored. And so I try and reload again. Oh, my God. Turns out I've got grenades again. I don't anymore. <laughs> well done, Dave. It's a stupid game. <laughs> oh! I did actually spend about half an hour working out if Shift actually makes you sprint or if it just makes the, sprint the animation. camera change and animation change. And I spent about oh, I spent about ten minutes working out timing myself running between uh, pillars to try and work it out. And it seems to really only work in combat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Out of combat, you run the same speed. Why, why don't you just Google this stuff? <laughs> that is amazing. I, I really should have checked, but uh, um. I didn't. Okay, so uh, yeah, go back up, find my way down, and uh, I get a car to go in. And the one thing I've always heard about Mass Effect is how bad the car driving is. I didn't believe them it would be this bad. It's terrible. Because we were basically in a garage and I had to drive out of it <laughs> and the cutscene takes over. I crashed before I got out of it and I had tried to have the cutscene of you driving out. <laughs> but I was just like <laughs> caught on the door. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. We, we, need some, we need some clarification here. Door or vending machine? <laughs> it's only... It's only the doors on Normandy <laughs> that look like vending machines. <laughs> Why is there a giant vending machine in this garage? <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so did you manage to drive the car out? I did, yes. And um, whoever designed the suspension on that thing does not understand <laughs> sus- suspension or harmonic motion with Belgium. <laughs> it's simple maths that anyone should be able to do if they... <laughs> Done a, a degree oh. in, in engineering or computer science or physics or, or anything. Or physics. Oh my god! Sorry, yeah. you just mentioned engineering. I've got to derail this for now. Earlier on, Obama gave a speech about how America needs more tech jobs and more tech jobs out of Silicon Valley. And there's a bit where he says the new people who are going to be doing most of these tech jobs won't have degrees in computer science because they they won't need to. They'll just be using you know tools and online stuff, but they'll be doing tech work. Really, they won't. You know, you don't need to know the, the detail intricacies, but they will be doing the tech work. And the next phrase he says was, some of these people won't be engineers. And there's a woman in the crowd who at that point goes, ha! And you can very clearly hear. <laughs> and it was the most amazing <laughs> Obama speech ever. Because he was heckled. <laughs> oh my god, but that was amazing. Anyway, anyway, back to back to the space adventure in the Mako. Okay, so... Uh... Driving around, shooting things. It's got a standard machine gun. You've got your rockets, right click. But for some reason, left and right click don't work together. You have to stop shooting the machine guns to shoot your rockets. That annoys yeah, me. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird thing. Yeah, so j- just driving along, shooting these little spider things that got dropped off by a spaceship that looks like a flying bug. I think they're Geth, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might be. I'm shooting them anyway. <laughs> they have red, like my crosshairs on them, they get shot. Dave does not understand <laughs> space politics. <laughs> uh, good yeah. old Dave being out of, uh, 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 out of the law? Above the law. Above the law. 
That terrifies me. I, I'll just, I, I really wouldn't do well on... Shoot him. Oh, all right. I'm above the law. I can do this. I really wouldn't do well on that, you know, experiment where they just got told to push the button and hear someone get electrocuted. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I know this. I get told to push button, I push button. <laughs> we have realised now that Dave soon is going to be frozen, and then in the future he's going to be unfrozen, and he's going to become the president of the secret organisation that runs the Citadel, because Dave is obviously the reason why they brought back ammunition in the Mass Effect universe. <laughs> I really am. Milgram I hate the grenades so much. Why is it R? R is reload. R for reload. Because there's, no there's no reload. What's so well, wrong with that? I don't think it was originally released on PC. I think that was a port from the Xbox. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, and it didn't come with Xbox support. That was just ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's keep yeah. going. Driving along, I hear over the radio, she's my daughter, I'll wait as long as I have to. Now, this, this, this is very interesting. I was like, ooh, this, uh, this, there's some good story coming up. But I could not work out how to get out the car. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I gave up for this week. <laughs> and that's my magical space adventure. Are you playing with the controller? Because maybe you should. <laughs> doesn't have controller support. Yeah, it doesn't. That's that's yeah, that's one of the travesties. That and Garrus's face, because apparently they forgot to have a high res Garrus face texture. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, Garrus okay. is the best thing ever. With his low res right. face. Do you have a little um, crush? On I, Garrus? I may have a little crush on Garrus. <laughs> huh? I don't even know who Garrus He's is. He's always calibrating his data. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, is that not the second? I think so. They all sort of blur. I think that's a second game. Isn't that racist, Alan? Against aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying the games will blur into one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And can I just say, for all of my investigating Mass Effect on the internet and on Reddit, while well, looking for the Mass Effect subreddit, I found, I think it's three or four Mass Effect porn oh, subreddits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the name lends itself to them. They even no, they even have them Mass in the game. I think in Mass Effect Two, you can find issues of alien porn. I can't remember what the names of the issues were, and you can collect. Them. Hi, Alan's mom. Hope you haven't let Kate listen to this segment. <laughs> oh God, that's his younger sister. You have. Hi, Kate. <laughs> So anyway, Paul. It's probably a good thing we. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's my space adventure. It was interesting until he got stuck in a car. Yeah. So I saved it, and I was meant to go look up the controls before next time I play it. Is I think it if you're not in, the in a mission, I, it probably is, but it kind of annoyed me, so I gave up. I had to sit watching that car bounce up and down even though I was driving straight. Oh, if you press shift, doesn't it fly mark. for a bit? Yeah, it has little thrusters. No, yeah. yeah. That's, that isn't that oh, space okay. bar. Oh, space bar, okay. Yeah, I yeah, used yeah, a controller. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I, when it, when they got in it, it gave me the controls. Like, you press space bar for a, like, a boost jump, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So it gives me a boost, and I can jump off things. Did not expect to go straight up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If you're trying to jump off things, the physics really don't work out. Because usually, if you're trying to jump off something, you go up a ramp first. 
If you use the jump, so you yeah. have to go backwards. Your way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're going up a mountain, and you're like, "Yep, yeah, I need a little boost." Nope. I'm just no. I'm flying away. <laughs> Push yourself directly away from the mountain. Oh god. <laughs> then you tumble down to the bottom. You wonder why you didn't go the long way. <laughs> You've got all that to look forward to, Dave. And then you remember, you I, I have really a spaceship that can fly around planets. <laughs> Why aren't you using it? No one knows. Well, it's because you get lost, because you think the doors <laughs> are vending, machine. are vending machine. machines. Ah, Shepard's going out on an emergency mission. I just wanted a lemon lime. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the second edition of Dave's Magical Space Adventure. Which magical. was magical. <sighs> So uh, next time we're going to do Hoodwinked. Uh, what else are we going to do, guys? Food fight. <laughs> film. I f- Food fight. We can't have bad animated we'd... movies. <laughs> I thought we're doing Unbreakable. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a bit on Unbreakable Kimmy Smith. Is there okay. anything else we want to do, or are we going to be happy with Unbreakable Kimmy Smith and Hoodwinked? I know Detective Gardner will be happy and to do Dave's magical space and Dave's magical space adventure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Does anyone have anything else they want to watch? Take and top play. Oh, and, uh, Nick's got to do Police Academy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nick does do have, have to do Police yeah, Academy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, Can I just watch the 10 minute Power Ranger thing? It seems easy. You do both, but you have to watch. You have to give us a segment. So we've got Dave's Magical Space Adventure and Nick's right, I'll, Police I'll, Academy I'll watch, stories. I'll watch Police Academy then. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for having me. want to say everyone. goodbye for us too. Thanks, Yay. Alan's mom. Thanks, Good. Kate. <laughs> other mums who listen potentially my aunt uh, some of our listeners aren't my family just so you are aware <laughs> hi detective gardener oh, he listens. he's going to be on next week yay yep so remember to send all feedback to feedback at perfectcommotion.co.uk or get us on twitter yay our twitter handle is spelled wrong but if you google perfect commotion we generally come up with them top when recording we forgot to mention what our twitter handles were so I'm going to quickly run through them now we are at Perfect Commotion. I am at Octavius404. Dave is at Levity underscore Dave. Nick is at Nick S. Proud. And Sandy is at For Fox Sake. Tweet us or email us with your suggestions for things to watch or any questions you might have, and we may pay it some attention. Sure, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.